Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Med- Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. This episode, if I don't say so myself, is really something else. First up though, I have a horrible thing to ask. I'm wildly keen on keeping on keeping on with this podcast and making it mightier all the time. But to do that, I have to stop hemorrhaging my pathetic savings. So I've set up this thing called Patreon. You can give even really tiny bits of monies in exchange for hoovering related perks. So look online for Patreon and then hoovering and you can read more about that. Yuck. Thanks. And sorry, moving on now, Yaki. This week, I went down to Brighton to the home of George Egg, comedian and DIY chef who is honestly one of the most brave, creative, kind and fascinating people I have ever met. The experiments he's done with food and the wonders he's discovered left me totally in awe. I didn't have time to ask many of my favourite questions because I was having the most delicious thing ever made for me using blow torches and DVD cases. Let's just tuck in. I think the uh, interior design term is distressed. (laughs) People pay to have their perfectly kind of functional stuff distressed. Mm. My mum, one of her Actually, I think it might be a friend's mum, but my mum borrowed it. It's got a book called French Furniture, and it's about how to make the furniture look more French. And, and a lot of distressing happens By rubbing there. it with candles and then yeah. painting and then rubbing it back. A friend of mine distressed a uh, dresser for Steve Coogan. There you go, that's a good anecdote. <laughs> oh, God! Well, yeah, look, we're talking about distressing, distressing things because we're in George Egg's amazing kitchen that looks like a workshop... Come kitchen. I mean, it's a bit more set up as a workshop for today's exercise. 
Okay. I mean, it's but incredible. It bit, but it's all a bit. Um, it's all a bit unfitted, isn't it? It's you brilliant. Know. It's all big, chunky wood, metal, tools, weapons, glues. Skull. There's some very strong glue next to some cheese, which, by the way, I'm going to tuck into, because if you're going to have a day off the veganism, you need to have a day on the cheese. On the cheese. (laughs) Um, What are we drinking, George? Uh, This is some crabapple wine. That um, you've made. I made. Get that bragging. With uh, a bit of elderflower cordial that I didn't make, (laughs) and some sparkling water. You can make it's elderflower accordion. I know, and I have. My it's not in season at the moment. No. Gotta wait a few weeks. My neighbours brought me some round in a wine bottle. Obviously, at some point, I've accidentally poured myself a wine glass. And I, I had that situation in uh, a gig with another act. Uh, they, they had these bottles of cordial, and I poured myself, uh, uh, you know, a cordial and yeah. filled up with water, and the other act said... I didn't realise that was cordial. I thought it was a bit strong. <gasps> she'd, she'd had a whole glass. She tanked just a drunk. glass. Yeah, yeah. What? And just thought someone had bought some. Just sort thought of it was sort of super J two O kind of thing. Kind yeah, of yeah. gross. <laughs> German. And they were really horrible because well, it was um, sugar free cordial, so it was like really strong. Oh. You know. So imagine that. The sort of you know, she, could, she probably would have got the shits then because the stuff they use instead of sugar in those things, yeah. it, if you have in too big a quantity, you get the shits, don't you? Yeah. Even sugar-free so, uh, polos. Girls would... This is horrible, but girls at my school would give themselves the shits by eating so many sugar-free polos. Really? Yeah, so, like a kind of bulimia. Do they give you flatulence as well? Or just, you know, know. just because um, <laughs> my... Wife did Great Weight Watchers question. years ago. Go away, right. cat, uh, There's a cat here called John. Um, and she uh, she got these, they were called Dream... No, they're Dreamies is a cat treat, isn't it? I can't remember. Anyway, they were these little Weight Watchers um, sugar-free licorice oh, sweets. Right. And we ate a lot of those. And then we got like oh, brass dear. band practice. <laughs> and our underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Very romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's funny when that happens, isn't it? I... Uh, get the massive trump on all the time but I can't pinpoint what it was some people are very good at knowing like oh the one time actually where we all knew what it was my uncle Mike who did the music for this podcast actually but is also an incredible cook um, cooked the whole family and it had Jerusalem artichoke in it oh, yeah, which is, uh, isn't an artichoke apparently it's a sort of it's potato family isn't it it was a root it's I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know. anyway, I mean, I it's it famous it like even it like in Chaucer. Like Chaucer wrote jokes about yeah. the impact it had yes, on the body. Yeah, jokes. Yeah, farty <laughs> jokes. And then, um, so we ate it, it was delicious, and we all went to bed, and then the next morning it was the talk of the town. And my um, my lovely cousin George, who's quite, she's quite, you know, she's just quite demure. She's not the sort of person who'd talk about farts, just very sort of seriously and surly sort of went, that wasn't worth it, Dad. <laughs> like, it wasn't, I know it tasted nice, but that wasn't worth it. All right, because I well, think like they'd been up, they'd actually been up all night. Oh, I think it can. Well, last time I had Paxo stuffing, I don't know what's in that, but that seems to really, that's like the worst for me. Do you think I should start cooking while yeah, we're talking? Yeah, go on, that's a um, lovely plan. Yeah. Um, I sort of need to apologise in advance for what I've made you. But at all. Well, we'll, I, get to it, this, we'll get to it because it's a sweet thing, sort of. So we'll have that as a pud. Will this will be? I mean, this is just—it's just a sandwich that I'm yeah. making. This just, just a sandwich—that's the longest piece of bread I've ever seen. It is seen. long, isn't it? I didn't make this bread. I can't. Um, we have. You're going to yeah. have to talk me through. I'm going to do two. Doing. I'm going to do so two George sandwiches. George is the DIY chef. 
is a pro at making things and your first show all out of stuff you could find in a hotel room yeah and in this show I assume things you can find in the tool shed yeah so this show yeah DIY show so the first show was called Anarchist Cook yeah and I'll use the homemade, I'll use the homemade butter um, you uh, homemade butter homemade butter using a sander so what you do is you get a pot of double cream and you you strap it to an orbital <gasps> sander this is just a demonstration one from my show but you strap it to an orbital sander tell the listeners what this is this is, yes, a, this is. is a Bosch a Bosch PSS23 with a pot of double cream elastic band to it and then you plug it in right and it um, oh, whoa. it vibrates it and you do it for long enough and it this whoa is, how many elastic bands fun. around there oh so many but that's really for comedy purposes right but, but it's, <laughs> I get that out it a so you need quite a lot of elastic bands and I get it out um, anyway and it shakes the, the I'm so terrified the that during a show do you have to get special insurance for your show this um, I don't know I have to get uh well, do you know what? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just have my equity public liability insurance, and I Fine. assume... God, look at that. It looks like butter. I know. I assume... It looks like spread. ...that that is... Um, that that oh is... Oh, uh, God. ...that that is sufficient. But whether it is or not, I don't know. That is delicious. My, I, I ask that because, I don't know, I'm just... Elastic bands break. I can just imagine this freshly oh, that's nothing. buttered that's, butter flying off into someone's face. That's that's not it, that that's the thing that you need to right. He's be uh, just about. tapped a blowtorch, guys. A Rottenberger so. Surefire too. Oh my god! It's <laughs> no, a rot- quick fire too. A Rottenberger sh- Rottenberger quick fi- Rottenberger quick fire too. I've got a jiggy leg. <laughs> just hearing Rottenberger quick fire too. I feel like I, I've. Needs to tell you how delicious this drink is. It is nice, it's isn't it? So tart. Is that a particular? A crab apples are very tangy apples. And oh yeah. They, yeah. How do you turn an apple into um, wine? So we've got the window open, listeners. If you're wondering what the uh, what that well, sound that of a helicopter is, hovering is, overhead because they're desperate to find out about. How you they want to know the crab apples. Wine. Well, what these were. So I've made quite a lot of homemade wine, and that is. Um, so what you do is you just get you get crab apples. And you smash them up with sugar. Right. Any cast, just cast of sugar. Just granulated sugar. Just yeah. any, you know, any, any white sugar. Um, and then you, uh, I can't remember how you do it. Then so then you add you add a bit of water and yeast, and you let it uh, you let it start to ferment, and then you add a lot more water. Right. It's basically that's it. And then so you know, uh, winemakers yeast, uh, and then you let that ferment for about a week. Right. Until it settles down a bit, and then you strain it into a demi john. Yeah. Uh, you know, your big glass. Yeah. Gallon jar. Uh, put an airlock on and let it. I mean, you put a few other things in, like there's various. Uh, for flavouring yeah. things or for the chemistry? Like, like stuff to sterilise. Oh, it, like I Camden see. Camden tablets. Nutrient and things like that. So, um, I'm um, but, so that's amazing. But also, do you, did you just uh, did you just know that, or did, did you Google it? A book guy by a guy called John Wright. He's okay. brilliant. He's are you a River Cottage viewer. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who does the mushrooms. You know, the guy oh, with the sort lovely. of older kind of hippie guy who wears the, the white hat. It's a River Cottage, one of their little hardback books. Mm. You know that series? Yeah. Um, called Booze, and it's just really and it's so funny. It's so well written. Really, it's really witty, and uh, yeah, it's just got loads oh, of God, great I'm recipes in there. Oh, it's so good. So I've got look, we're in it. Don't let me forget to get photos of these. There's this just basically huge, beautiful glass. What are these called? Demijohns, yeah. then? 
jars yeah, so with a, a gallon jar a gallon jar with a plug in the top with some sort of basically Frankenstein-esque funnels coming out the top <laughs> they're wildings and crab apples so crab apples your traditional crab apples are like you're tiny, really tiny, really scabby, you know, lots of, lots Gorgeous, of yeah. horrible looking stuff on them, full of pips. You just couldn't eat at all, just completely inedible. So they're crab apples. Do you smash them up with all the pips and everything? And oh, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Give them a wash and then just yeah, brush yeah. them all up and then you just strain it. Well, off. that's a hammer. You just did an action as if you just hammer them up. I think I used a knife. Fine. I think I just went like that, you know. Um, and uh, anyway, and then wildings are, if you drive down a. Uh, you know, big A road. You'll often in autumn. You'll see, you'll see apples all hanging off trees, and like so often, you'll see them like when it's proper apple season. You'll see them all spreading out into the road where they've fallen down. Yeah, loads of them, and they're all different colours and you know different because you know apples won't. If you plant an apple pip from a an apple tree, you won't get the same apple. Right. You not know. I didn't know so that. They're all, they're all grafted. So every. Um, apple tree you know like every bramley is grafted from a graft of a graft of a graft of the original bramley apple tree that that grew by chance and someone went these are great cooking apples so what they do so they take a rootstock which is just basically you know the the roots roots, of of a a tree with a little bit and they cut it off and then they they stick on a you know a, a branch from a son of a son of a son of a son of a daughter of a daughter of a daughter of the original Bramley apple tree and then from that that's blown my mind so actually that phrase the apple hasn't fallen that far from the tree in terms of it's pretty it's bollocks isn't it really because what does it mean well it means you're quite like your parents I think oh I see so actually yes no no they wouldn't be at all yeah so if you planted Bramley apple seeds you wouldn't get Bramley apple trees (gasps) You'd only get them by, by you know, splicing, splicing a piece off and taking and a, attaching some, it. Taking a root yeah. sample. Yeah, well, not a root sample, just like a, a bit of branch and then grafting that onto a root stock because the root stock doesn't oh hold. So, then, so apparently what you can do is... You'd if you, be fine after the apocalypse, George. Well, it takes a long time to grow the tree, but eventually... Yes. <laughs> but the, I think what you can do, I'm sure I read, that if you, if you get a root stock and you graft two different apple trees, you will get a tree that grows two types of apple. <gasps> Half and half. I know. Isn't that cool? Oh, someone needs to start trying now so that in, what is it, 20 years that you start... No, 10 years sometimes you can get fruit. Yeah, I think you're getting quite quite quickly, yeah. Quite quickly. Well, you know, relative relative. to... This is insane. And that one's rhubarb. That's rhubarb. But anyway, so I'll tell you the thing. So anyway, so wildings are... They're not crab apples, but what they are... uh, This is all just me regurgitating from this book, but they are where maybe, you know in the 50s or whatever someone was driving down that road and they had an apple and they just chucked it out the window chucked the core out the window and then you get these wild apple trees and some of them you can eat they're not they're not too bad yeah. some of them, they're often very tart still and a bit scabby and so on but because I think generally if apples just grew in the wild they would most of them wouldn't be particularly tasty yeah. and so there's these few where suddenly they go oh wow these are really good eating apples yeah. so then they graft off those and they and that becomes oh a new breed of apple so yes, so it's these blow my mind. They're like some really like pink ladies, but they're probably like the King Charles Spaniel of the apple. Yeah, world. yeah, they're all so yeah, they are, exactly. They're all sweet sort of, and crisp yeah, and like pedigree. pink and perfect. Yeah. Oh. So those are so that's so what I did a couple of years ago when I was just driving around the country gigging at the right time of year, you know, which is around October time. Um, I was I was doing gigs where I was going all all over the place, and so I went. I was driving through West Sussex and past 
a wilding tree so just pulled over filled up a carrier bag full of apples and then kept them like that so that's West Sussex wilding that's Norfolk crab and wilding and I think the one we're drinking is Lincolnshire I can't remember if it's crab or wilding so yummy and that's plums Oh, you've and done that's plums. And that's ginger. And is it, are these all grown or forage stuff, these? Or no, did you buy the rhubarb? No, that's, the... the rhubarb came from my neighbour. Oh, got great. Uh, the plums came from a brilliant pick-your-own-farm in um, just sort of north of Shoreham. Mm. And it's it's so cool. I can't remember what it's called, but basically it's... If you go to Bamber Castle... Yeah. Bamber Castle, listeners. Yeah. And then go... Um, East from there, you do, like immediately east from there. You there's a little slip road, and it's this really run down pick your own farm with all these greenhouses with broken glass, and it just looks it looks quite post apocalyptic, and it's really cheap. And they have, I mean, last year I came back with a, honestly a bag. I'm not exaggerating. Probably I don't know five six kilos of courgettes, yellow ones as well as green ones, all really young, tiny little, you know, really nutty little ones like that. For, I don't know, a couple of quid just ridiculous <gasps> Bamber Castle Bamber Castle and, and we're um, in Brighton now aren't we yeah that's Victoria and that's Victoria Plum, so that's from there that's a gallon I know Jesus this is six bottles incredible say scrum diddly umptious and then you can be in my podcast scrum diddly umptious I'm going to pinch those uh, two yep. heat proof mats from under you yeah sure these are plumbers heat proof mats okay Plumbers. Yes. Yeah, so then, if you're doing, okay, if you're, low if you're, out. Can we have uh, that noise again? Hello. But look, they're mad. Look, you can do this. George is holding the blowtorch up to his hand, but with one of the plumber's well, mats protecting him. Barely warm. <gasps> it's not even. I was thinking I could do it in my show. No, 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 on your face, please <laughs> so don't. Horrible. It's just too. T- the jeopardy is too high. Right. So I'm going to have to do these one at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be a sandwich, but it's going to be a really nice one. Oh my god, it's so exciting! So, uh, I am now. My show is all about how men can multitask, and I'm going to prove it, prove myself completely wrong by being all uh, 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 like that. Because so um, you've got a Terminator Two special edition. Oh yeah, this is yes, this is the um, DVD, DVD box for the special edition of the 1991 James Cameron. Classic. Classic Terminator, Terminator 2. 2. Judgment Day. It's uh, Which is all quite sort of relevant in a way, isn't it? It's, 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 um, it's all a bit post-apocalyptic what we're doing here anyway. So I'm just going to heat that up. I'm going to put that on there like that. And then we're going to put on some... We're just going to put some normal uh, Red Leicester. Which is just Aldi's finest. Nothing wrong with that. No. And I'm going to do these one at a time because I've only got one. Well, actually, I have got another DVD box, but I'm saving it for when this one goes kaput. So is it the same film? Show. Have you had to get loads of copies of the same film to? I've got two copies of the same film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, some red Leicester, and then this is a bit of cauliflower puree. Ooh, so that you so smooth over there. that I made yesterday. Oh, yeah, wow. that's just. Let's just boil cold and a bit of cheese and a bit of um, uh, and then this mm, you wouldn't these? think it would work. These are these are pickled um, golden sultanas, but that <gasps> with cauliflower pickled things with cauliflower. Honestly, it is mm. just it's just so so nice. So I'm gonna put a few of those in. Are you a trained chef? 
No. You are you are a I'm chef. Just into it though. You're so into well, I'm it. I'm not a chef. I'm just. The, you are. I remember we two cook. things at gigs. One where we we were in somewhere horrible in Norfolk. Dis. Somewhere really racist and horrible. Um, but was it Loddon? No, I don't no. think so. But um, but we just had such fun in the green room talking about. At the time, I think you were doing five two, but you, you, the five hundred calorie meals you were making were amazing, and you were just. You're just nibbling away at like some incredible prawn and wild rice thing. Well, do you know what I think? Hardly any I, calories. I think that um, <laughs> sort of limitations mm. make you the most creative, don't they? So I think it's one of the reasons why I'm quite taken with the old veganishness at the moment. Yeah, oh, no, I think so. Totally. It's really fascinating, yeah. and 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 I think you, yeah, well you. You'd be all over it. I mean, there's things like um, cashew ricotta, stuff like that. Yeah. Really exciting when it works. Well, I, I cook a lot of restrictive diet stuff for Nikki, my wife, because right. she, she uh, you know, has various dietary uh, things. Right. You know, gluten-free and blah, 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 that sort of thing. And so, but yeah, it just gets you being really, really creative, doesn't it? It does. So this is a bit of um, smoked cheddar. Scottish smoked cheddar they got from Cromarty. I'm just going to nip out to the garden because I forgot I need some um, rosemary. I've taken a picture. I've had to take a picture of every layer of this because it's just extraordinary. This is incredible. It was me getting the rosemary, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) And like magic. He's back. Back. Um, Instantly. Probably. Yes. Um, oh, look at that. So that's just a tiny bit of rosemary. And uh, but before I put that on, I'm going to melt all that down a little bit. <gasps> and I'm going to use, but I'm not going to use the, because the, the blowtorch is too fierce right. for that. So I'm going to use the DeWalt DW360, the DeWalt DW360 hot air gun. Shit. <laughs> Can you smell that smoked cheese? I can. Oh my god, that smell. Oh, I didn't used to yeah. like smoked cheese. I, I, I overdid it as a child once. And it put me off for years. And just in the last few weeks, I've, well, I had this. Well, I had some at my cousin's. Yeah. It's funny, which is who I overdone it with in the first place <laughs> when I was a child. <laughs> and she had smoked cheese at her house and I had a little bit. And she was going, you can't, you can't eat it. You brought it all up when we were kids. So I'll try a little bit again. I'm then. Um, and it was really nice. And so I started getting into it again. I'm quarter Austrian, and my Austrian grandma would. Um, that was lots of smoked cheese. Yeah. Really lovely. Yeah. No, it's really nice. I think, I think the problem was when I was a child, I did it with the stuff that comes in the little sausage. You know, exactly like, the same, but you'd get big, long ones in Austria. Oh yeah, well, I bet you they're really more gourmet, they, you know. Whereas this was like really cheap. I mean, there's nothing. But also, but, I overdid it, but with those sausages, they would come and they'd be like probably really spammy meat, so fatty, but like huge, great, long logs of Austrian sausage. Oh, sausage, not cheese yeah. sausage. No, right, no, right, actual sausage. Actual sausage. sausage. I didn't think I could ever. I'd never choose that as a thing now. Right, I'm going to cook some little bits of. Um, Cauliflower to go with this because I think Gorgeous. it's Lovely really nice little, little bitter cauliflower. Mm. And have you just blanched that? Have you just dipped it in? I've, I've blanched it and then yeah. put it in cold water. Yeah, cool. so it's a bit crunchy Fantastic. still. Fantastic. Want a bit? 
Yes, please. Thank Hold you. On. Wait, that is it, yeah. Oh, what's he doing? He's sprinkling some molten salt on it. I'm a salt monster. Oh, is that smoked salt? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> I love that. Do you get the smoked one? Mm. Yeah. I didn't know it existed. I didn't know Did it existed. Did you know it exists? Oh, oh my! It looks so cool. This day is changing my look. life. It's really um, Oh, it's all brown, brown and crystally. Mm. Oh my like god! I'm into salt. I'm really into salt, but I didn't you know, you know, salt? until you I started. Black salt there. <gasps> until I started doing this podcast, I didn't know the world, the whole world of salt. Yeah, and I use I, I use black salt in the show. In one episode, I um, was given some salt from the an African seabed. Who was, which episode was it, that? It was That's Dana Alexander's, but it was actually Athena Kuplenu's. Right. Because I listened to the Dana one. I must mm. have just missed that bit. That was great, the Dana Look at that. Can I just try this black salt? Yeah, of course. Mm. Like I've dipped my little finger in it. Oh, wow. That's quite sulfuric. Mm. It's really eggy. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I don't know if I weird. like it, even, but I bought it. I'm not sure about it at all. It's so eggy. Sorry. I really that God, that's so strange. I tell you what it tastes so like. So sulfuric, it tastes like a geezer stinks. Well, it tastes like when you um, put salt on a boiled egg, doesn't it? it? Tastes exactly like that, but it's just not what you expect because there's no egg involved. That's just. Have you ever been to the Dead yeah. Sea? No, is that what I it smells have. like? Yeah, it smells so like that, and also it's up. so full of salt. This black salt that you can't you um, swim it, in it. You? Yeah, yeah, you, you bobble bob- around. I remember Blue yeah. Peter going there. I think it was Blue Peter. When I was 15, weirdly, on a school trip. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I mean, that is powerful. I feel like I've had an experience, but not the one I was expecting. Quite a a shocking experience. Look at that cauliflower going all brown. (laughs) Cauliflower is one of my absolute... I just love it. Well, you can have so many flavours out of just one vegetable. I did a cooking course and learnt that. But if you do it like this and you let the butter, or if you're doing it in butter and you let it really brown and go really nutty. Oh yeah, it's just, oh. it's just brilliant. And then if you do that and then make a curry out of it while mm. it's gone nutty, then it's just like, it's just oh, nuts. Wow. It's amazing. Mmm, yummy my tongue. I can still taste the egg salt. <laughs> but the crab apple slowly cutting through. Look, look at that. Is that looking good? Mm-hmm. Let's get a photo. Holy <laughs> moly. Ow, oh my word. And let's open Don't Burn Yourself. You're doing so many things. He's doing so many things. He's doing so many things. He's doing so many things. Oh, sticky. Hold on. Yes! Look at that! Oh my god, it looks amazing! Yeah. It chills out for a bit. 
So, so that's the thing I didn't know. So if you put it on a wire rack, it will crisp up a bit. Yeah, well, it just lets the, the doesn't. Yeah. Otherwise, you can I help in some way with your with making the next one for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. All right. Do you remember what I did? I'll ask you stuff. Well, it'll be a test, won't it? Did you put that one so went butter in butter? Down. Uh, oh, damn, butter down. Yeah, yeah, butter uh, yeah on there to stop it sticking. There you go. There's that. I think you're supposed to have quite a lot of cheese on any sort of cheese on toast arrangement but my boyfriend I think finds my cheese dosing slightly obscene too, and he's far too stingier and I you do still get a wonderful flavour well, if you just have of, it dotted about well, but the tasty, it sort of gets absorbed by the um, by the, the bread, bread as well so if you've got too little what type of bread like, is this that'll be enough otherwise it will square Oops. that's right yeah, that'll be fine um, this is just some uh, chewy brown is what it's mm. called from um, the real patisserie Oh, in Brighton, lovely, it's very nice, glorious Brighton. Where did I go earlier on my way here? Uh, like a health food shop, just on the corner of Gardner Street. Infinity in- Foods. Oh, it's so good. They're lovely in there. It's good in there. I've got a joke yeah. on my show about them as well. Have you? I say I love health food shops. The uh, variety of produce, wonderful smells, slightly uptight people walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing about health food shops is they're a great place where you can go and see how much food is going to cost in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Have I done this in the right order, putting those pickled raisins on there? And now the smoked cheese. No, I'm trying to be careful so it doesn't all pump out the edges. And then a little bit of that. A little bit of that chopped Fabulous. up somewhere in there too. And then oh. a bit of rosemary. So I'll put that on. And then if you s- sprinkle that on, and then we'll get the lid on, and then we can uh, blade switch it. Oh, look at that, hey? Look at that, flipping it. Shit! Mm. I nibble the cauliflower all up. Right. Do you want that? That's hot. Do you want to do the blade torch? No. You sure? Yeah. Is that... Am I sort of not being a very good feminist? I just... I'm scared. I'm just scared. <laughs> something that's not even in the show as well it's a little bit, I think it's getting a little bit too fixed that one, has anything ever gone really ticks up in your show or no not at all because it's really all well planned it quite carefully I've really, really cut myself badly the other day in the Soho Theatre yeah I was doing so I did a little run there yeah and the third show it's the best show absolutely the best but I just um, 
just right near the beginning when I was cutting up I, I, I poach an egg in a Ziploc bag little like you know earrings kind yeah. of bag or drugs not a joke from the show but uh, <laughs> and then uh, I just sliced the bag open to get the egg out yeah I just went straight <gasps> on the finger and I thought okay it's alright and so I sort, of, I sort of clenched it like that and then got on with something else and then then realised yeah and then really you know when you kind of go <clears throat> no I've cut it quite bad so I was holding it against an egg box that I was it was in my hand and then when I took it off and it was so clearly uh, so clearly hurt yeah and I, I said look I've I've cut my hand. We're going to have to get <laughs> have to get some first aider in. And then this uh, this lady came over with a with plasters oh, and God. Um, cleaned you up. And uh, yeah, she put a plaster on. Brilliant. So it was all fine. It was all fine. It's just it was a plaster fixable with a. Oh, it was only a plaster. Yeah, yeah. But it was still. I mean, it was pretty impressive the next day when I. Shit. But uh, here we exciting. go. Because you're such an experimenter. Yeah. Um. If there was nothing else to eat in the world, would you eat a person? I don't know, but I, I wouldn't rule it out. I, I've got a friend yeah. who was my real mentor when I started, absolutely, a guy called Ian Smith. Yeah. Who, um, uh, he used to be the compare at the Zap Club when it was uh, an alternative kind of, comp- you know, with all people like Keith Allen and that kind of right. lot. So the way I started, I'll tell you how I started all, all out with everything, because it's all connected with food. So I went to see, uh, when I was a teenager, I went to, hold on, let's turn off, it's so noisy. Um, when I was a teenager, I went to see a circus called Archaos, uh, do a show in Cla- on Clapham Common, this French circus, and they were absolutely amazing, just the coolest, oh, look at that, mm-hmm. the coolest show, um, with all, uh, kind of all this sort of thing, so, so cars welded together and, and no no animals just mad kind of real sort of Mad Max kind of circus and just thought I've got to do something like that so then me and my friend Leo we went up to Edinburgh where they were doing a show uh, after they'd finished at Clapham and went to see the circus and the ringmaster was this guy Ian Smith who used to be in Brighton and he's a really charismatic guy with these big weird sideburns and he was just yeah just a really cool bloke we made friends with the people there and then when they came back down to London, we both got jobs at the circus. I got a job there cooking, yeah, and he got oh, a job wow. stewarding and doing a bit in the show. So I cooked there for a few months when they were in London, doing this residency over in uh, uh, by Bassley Power Station. Um, and then when I went to university in Brighton, Ian, I didn't realise, but Ian Smith, the ringmaster, used to be on the degree that I did. He was the first year of the degree I did, which was Vision and Performing Arts, which wow. was a real kind of, you know... Well, exactly what I'm kind of doing now, yeah. you know, which is, which is weird. But anyway, and then he, um, let's just post, he came down to the university and did workshops with us and I made friends with him then and then worked with him for a few years and did, uh, we did a show uh, in, at the Albany in Deptford. Lovely, called I the know Feast. that theater, yeah. Uh, it was kind of like a, a weird, mad cabaret show with all sorts of different stuff and I was doing my comedy um, but then I was also involved with all the sort of hosting of it because Ian Smith and his company called Mischief Le Bar, uh, which had sort of kind of come out of our chaos after our chaos finished. Uh, Nikki, my wife, was all working with them, and the, the premise of the show it's called the Feast because in the show uh, there was this cabaret and it was hosted by Ian Smith and all these other people dressed up as chefs, and then in the interval the audience would get fed and it was a meal that the performers who cooked during the day in the kitchens at the Albany. 
Oh, wow. And then we did that, we did Feast too, so it's basically another cabaret show, yeah. but, but with the same premise where the audience all got fed. And it was great, it was great. we made these giant um, picnic tables all out of scaffolding that would seat about sort of 12 people on each side. Uh, and they were wheeled round in the big open plan bit at the Albany, and there'd be a stage over here, and they'd be wheeled over and watch a show there, and then they'd be wheeled over here, and there'd be a music thing there, and then a clowning thing there, and so on. Anyway, and so it's just weird how it's sort of come back round to me doing a show where I feed the audience. It's amazing, what, yeah. But I can't remember why I started. What, what, well, what why I'm nervous is because I said, would you ever eat a human? Oh, yes, that's how we got onto that. Yes, so Ian did a show. <gasps> well, he did a show called Cannibal that he did at Edinburgh. Right. Years ago, before my time, so I mean, like, you know, yeah. 80s. So I stayed with him for a few weeks when I was doing all these shows up in Glasgow mm. on another occasion. And I said, have you ever eaten anyone? And, and, or anything of anyone? And he, he did all travel around, meeting different people <gasps> about it. And he said, oh, I'll tell you about it one day. But he never did. And then committed suicide. Anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> Recently, really? I know. So sad, yeah. But, um, so I don't know. He might have done. Oh, my God. I don't know. God. He probably didn't, but... He was probably just winding me up. But he but, did research lots of actual research, cannibals. Yeah, and he was quite eccentric. <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> but I think I'm, I think it's not as obscene a question as it sounds on the first encounter if you think about the stuff that you eat when you're starving and if you think about the stuff that you eat because it's, in terms of meat stuff, you don't really know what's in it at all. But um, that's a, that's a good next question. Yeah, just get all... the cat hairs out of the bowl. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> hey, I couldn't give a shit, honestly. Are, are you fussed about, do you have any opinions about kind of the rise of veganism or vegetarianism? Or I think it's great and I think it's really, uh, and, and I, I, I think if I had more scruples, I'd be a vegan as well. Oh, really? And, well, I'm not against, I'm not, yeah, not yeah, yeah. anti it at all. I think it's, I think it's great and it's... Could people say that some people are really annoyed by it, I think. Oh, some people get one of just, yeah, I don't know, I just think... Yeah, I'm sure it's better for the planet. Of course, it would be if we didn't eat meat, and we didn't, and it's nicer for animals. But I do. I don't eat a lot because Nikki doesn't eat. Um, Your wife doesn't eat meat. She doesn't eat meat at all, and she tries to have a kind of um, pescatarian vegan, whatever. There's yeah, probably yeah. a word for that. Oh no, is there, there is. Well, last time I was in Brighton, I learned the word vegan, which is a vegan that has that has eggs, eggs. right? Um, but I'll I, give um, us half of a hot one, half of a cold oh, one each. Oh, look at that. <gasps> and oh, so excited <laughs> mouth's crying and then I'm going to put on there a bit of one of these each because that's oh nice oh my god that. gorgeous and uh, a bit of <laughs> what's I going to put on there uh, oh what's in that glue chive oil oh <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that that is show. brilliant. And then a bit of smoked salt on the <laughs> collie. And I think that's it. Yeah. It looks is amazing. That it? Is that it? Is that everything? Yeah, that's everything. Oh, Would you man. like a top up in there? Yes, please. Yes. Bloody yum, okay. that is. <gasps> oh my god, this looks so nice. I feel like I've come to a Michelin starred house. Uh. This is incredible. Mmm. Delicious. I tell you what's great is it just feels like I was doing my normal. My. Not that normal, you know, properly, but my, my stand up stuff for years. And it just yeah. feels like 
what I'm doing now is all the stuff that I was doing while I was doing the comedy, like building a house and yeah, being yeah. into cooking and, and doing that. Excuse yeah. my fingers in in a in a show. It's amazing. I feel like we might need to do another one of these where I ask you all more questions. It's just been too fascinating. It has been all those, hasn't it? Work. Well, we can you can ask me some. Yeah. Hold on. Let's just put another one of those in there. And <clears throat> um, was there someone who did most of the cooking in your house when you grew up? Uh, yeah, my dad. Your dad did. Cause yeah. Very cool. Yeah, he he was into that. And do you want yes. without elderflower cordial this time? See let's try like? it on its own. It's, yeah, let's it's, do it. It's a bit. It's quite sweet anyway. Okay, great. Um, um, and do you have so siblings and have you all ended up as foodies you? yeah my brother I've had one sibling one yeah. brother and uh, and we're both yeah really big into cooking amazing and, is uh, there a rivalry there? yeah of course yeah <laughs> 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 right I'm going to get a stool and then oh. let's eat this that's nosh oh my god right, right I'm going in let's go in oh <laughs> god Mm. Mm. Oh my god! I love. Mm. I love the the bitter cauliflower puree with the sweet sultana. Mm. Doesn't that really work? Perfect. Oh, and the slight tang of them haven't been pickled. This is the best cheese tasty I've ever had, George. Mm. Mm. I haven't got any. Oh, Made it with a DVD case and a blowtorch. Oh, oh my god! Big lush stringy cheese. Oh, I have some things, but I haven't. This is a clean tea towel. We can just oh, use that perfect. to wipe out. I've already got that. I've just been using my trousers. Yes, I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I've got a toddler, so I can just blame any trouser hand wipes because I always wipe it about where his nose would be. <laughs> I can entirely pretend that uh, aside those, from him, those, I'd be doing those for the cauliflower. Did your dad show your brother and you how to cook, or um, did he just inspire you because he was into it? And was he was he a professional cook? No, no, just really into it. He just did it. Mm. He did all of it, but he did a lot mm. of it. He did more than my mum, and he was more. If, if they had like a dinner party or something, he'd he'd do the cooking for it most Fantastic. of the time. Yeah, but I was really fussy when I was a child. Were you? Mm. God, I can't imagine it. The taste of this charred cauliflower inside this cheese toasty. It's one of the best things that ever happened to me. That's nice with the chive oil I on it as well. I can't wait. I'm excited about trying this chive oil. I love that little salt mm. on it, don't you? That. Mm. Oh, and the salt on there. The salt on there. <laughs> oh, shit. That is so good, that chive oil. Mm, mm. I've got a chive plant. How do you make a chive oil? Just put chives in oil. No. You okay. Nearly. You blanch <laughs> it first. So you just boil water, put your chives in mm-hmm. for 30 seconds. Okay, quick. Then drain them and put them in iced water. Right. And then just put them on a tea towel and pat them dry. Get them as dry as you can. They yeah. don't have to be that dry. And then liquidise them with some um, sort of flavourless oil, like just normal rapeseed oil or something like that. And then a lot. So like, you know, you know, if you're buying like the bunches of chives, sort of four of those for a couple of hundred millilitres of oil. Mm. Um, and then just put it through a sieve. Mm. And it's bright green uh, really like it is a great yeah, colour looks really nice so if you have so like the other day when I was recipe testing this I, I, I just had a, a little lunch of I put some cauliflower do you see it I put it on Instagram no. so a little, a little bit of cauliflower puree 
uh, and then some some fried slices of mushroom and a poached egg and then just put the chive all around but it just looks mm. show you a picture Bellissimo. it just looks so cool because you get this it's so luminous green border that looks so so good um so it reminded me of a um, when I was a teenager and I lived with my mum and we would have all her plants in the garden it wasn't really a garden it was a tiny little triangle of yard yeah and um I remember one day at school overhearing um it's great oh my it? god that, cool? that looks amazing <laughs> that is incredible it's lovely anyway yes sorry Karen. um follow George on Instagram <laughs> to see that picture oh yeah, and anyway, I remember a boy who I mildly fancied at school overhearing him say, oh, God, Jess's breath stinks. And being like, oh, God, what, you know, mortified, obviously, and going home and, you know, so my breath smells. And my mum has very sweetly kind of treated it like actual halitosis and went out and bought me all sorts of gargles and, you know, Listerines and gums and mints. And then... Um, about a week later, as I was walking, you know, as I did every day out of her yard on my way out to the bus stop, just realised that casually what I've been doing every single day is just picking a few chives and nibbling just... them on my way to the bus stop. <laughs> no wonder I honked. What a moron. <laughs> is there salt in your homemade mm. butter? Is that just the cream? It's, no, it's so salt. tasty. Yeah, that's season. I would have thought you knew because if you don't, if you stop eating dairy, then one of the first things that start tasting a bit horrible actually is butter. But that is off the chart. Mm. It's just because it's so totally stupid. It's it's gone all crispy. Mm. Oh my god! Sweet but tart pickled raisins, Mm. but but that everything in it is that you couldn't be without anything. You need that rosemary, but that's really tiny. But they're actually the cauliflower is quite massive, and mm. that's as powerful as yeah. the cheese. Yeah. And the cheese isn't mild. Well, do you know what? I chose a, a brilliant um, vegan bechamel sauce. Mm. Right. Is <clears throat> just uh, fry off cauliflower with a bit of onion. Blanch first, or just fry it? Uh, I'd just fry it off. Yeah. And then and then add a tiny bit of water, mm-hmm. just enough to cover it, mm-hmm. um, and boil it till it's super soft. And then liquid. I mean, basically like that, yeah. and liquidise it, but a little bit thinner than that. Yeah. And that it's a lush. If you use that, like, uh, I mean, that's got a bit of cheese and butter in it as well. Mm-hmm. But if you did it without, just with a bit of oil, you could put a bit of um, nutritional yeast in to cheesy it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. What the that stuff that tastes of umami or whatever it's this one. Um, yeah, and, I saw you had that. Vita. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's but that I've made like a moussaka mm. with that on top, a oh. lentil moussaka. Just totally vegan, and it just yeah. tastes creamy and. Mm. Yeah. Whoa! But no, I love. It. I think cauliflower's got an almost mm. cheesy taste to it, anyway, hasn't it? Sorry, I'm buzzing. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? I can't think of anything particularly weird that I've eaten. I haven't. It, all the weird things seem to be really expensive, don't they? Shall yeah, I mean, so true, actually. Um, and. Um, well, I suppose. And I've yeah. never really splashed out on. Oops. Love to go somewhere like Noma or something like that, but it's just so bloody dear, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, right. You mean like have like Heston Blumenthal food or right? Okay. So I need to explain about these cookies. <clears throat> they smell great. They smell all right. <laughs> they're Anna Jones dark chocolate goodness cookies. So they're vegan and they don't have any sugar in. Do you like dark chocolate? When you say here's right, I've got a big food. Bugbear. Yes. That really does oh get on my. Um, oh shit. Oh no, 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 not at all. Yeah. But, but that really um, winds me up, and it's and it's 
it's the whole thing of no sugar because all all sugars yeah oh, convert to glucose in your body yeah, yeah. so there's so loads when, of maple syrup in it well exactly so there are all these products there's that no, say there's, yeah. there's no sugar in this it's and it's like well yeah there is and and yes refined sugar is has has had you know things that are supposedly good for you taken away but to get goodness from you know maple syrup or whatever you would have to ingest so much yeah that you'd be a diabetic before it's you've the, got any goodness from it's it. It's so. the, the fashionable thing to hate at the moment, is sugar. Oh, it, isn't and it? then before that, it was carbs. And then Sorry, when I was growing up, it was fat. It's bollocks. Do it's you like dark chocolate? Um, no, he's not. He's no, 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 no. I'm, I'm no. sure I really like them. No, no, but I just well, I want to say, I think, I think when it comes to food, <laughs> I, 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 I like to think, oh, yeah, I've got this sophisticated palate and everything. But when it comes to chocolate, I am Mr... Kinder chocolate, yes. you know, white, white bueno. milk. Kinder bueno. Yeah, just, you know, the kind of, you know, babier the better. Well, let's and, see how we go. I have friends who like, you know, they're, they're 17, 90% cocoa solids and it's like... Oh, fuck that shit. Okay, you might not like these, but the other thing is they're too wet. They're just, I basically brought you a cookie that you have to half drink. Well, that's all right. I've got some cream. We could put them in a bowl with some cream. Oh my God. That might be nice. Shall we try? That might be a way. Let's of, try Let's it. just try it. There's no eggs. So what's... I think if you put them in there for another five minutes, mm. I only bake them for 12 minutes. They taste really nice. Is there the fruit in there? The flavours are right. Mm, there's some dates. Right. It said medjool dates, but they're really expensive and I couldn't mm. find any in the last sort of 48 hours. So I just used That's some lovely. other hard dates I had in the fridge. So all the dates are those hard caramelly ones. It's almost like, um, like a sort of soft... Uh, like a pudding you'd have in a little pot. Mm-hmm. Then, it's not a but then it's quite though, nice with it? the, it's not it's a, liquid it's lovely I really like it <laughs> oh I'm glad no, they're really nice oh I panicked I thought no no they're great well there's a nice pinch of sea salt in there mm. chia seeds instead of eggs for binding which I think again might be partly where the um, blame for the lack of cohesion can fall and um, cocoa coconut oil maple syrup tiny dash of vanilla essence I'm not that into that I use it always just a, a droplet if it mm. says a teaspoon. I can't. Yeah, lovely. They're okay, aren't they? They're really it's nice. just texturally appalling. Yeah. Who's Have you she? heard of her? No. Um, she's got this book. I think she's probably got loads of books now. But the only one I've got is called A Modern Way to Cook. And it's all vegetarian. And lots of the recipes have yeah, a vegan version. I haven't looked at it, even, but I think it might be up here. There's some great stuff in there. The only thing, and I should be careful because I'd love to talk to her one day. But she's slightly... Some of it's... Do you know what? It's a great beginner's cookbook because there'll be like a, a double page where it's like 30 things to put in a jacket potato and you're like, yeah, I could probably think of my own. Yeah. Of them. But actually, and there's like uh, loads of omelette recipes and stuff like that and you're like, actually, if you were just starting out desperate to start eating some stuff that wasn't processed that you'd made yourself, it's brilliant for yeah. that. One of my favourite recipes I've made from it is a totally vegan pizza where you make the base and everything, the chickpea flour and stuff. So, But the only other thing that fucks me off about the book <laughs> is that it gives you times that it takes to make it and you just have to double it. Yeah, Stop, don't case, tell me it's going to take half an hour because even though I know that, yeah. I know, I know that. I know, I know, I know, I know that. Mm. I still look at the time every single time I make a, something from there and go, I can do it, you can yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then you're well, fucking the, late Jamie or something. Jamie had the same thing with his 15 minute meals, oh, didn't yeah. he? Where, where, where everyone was going, well, no, it doesn't. You yeah. Know. 
you've got that that's 15 minutes if the kettle's already boiled <laughs> and everything's laid out yeah. and you've got a a team of washer uppers yeah, behind yeah. you running around you know well and also you can chop at the speed of light without hurting yourself like a chef Go for my train at half past. So I'm just going to ask you my big last question. Okay. This is the one where, um, and I and I thought I should have thought about it in advance, and I haven't. I prefer it if people haven't. Okay. Here's your situation. A council of almighty deities make themselves known and give you the power to cure all the woes of Syria and its neighbours and bring harmony to that entire region so that we can finally go back to just worrying about Brexit. (laughs) But to do that, you have to pull a small car full of rice. It's very heavy. Using Mm. just ropes and one of those belts that you see on strongman competitions. Well, strongest man. Yeah. Um, (laughs) A mile. You have to pull that a mile. And you manage it, George. I was going to say, I don't think I could, but I have managed. Because you think what's riding on it. You would find that hysterical, f- hysterical strength. That's what it's called. Hysterical strength, exactly. Yeah, that adrenaline, know, like that madness, that lifting, moment. Yeah. Everyone would be cheering you on. It would be a home game, and you manage it. But obviously, you are absolutely whacked, <laughs> especially around the tum tum where you've been pulling it all. You're so tired. You're sweaty. Chafed. And you're chafed. You chafed probably around, chafed from chafed. the harness. Chafed, the chafed around the sides and the gusset, <laughs> <laughs> over the shoulders, however you've worn your harness. Your reward is the feast of your dreams. Nothing in this has to be in any way practical or logical or realistic. But what would your favourite things to eat be for, for a glorious feast? And I'd like to know what you're drinking with that. And this could be something that your answer today could be different tomorrow. So there's no pressure on it. Okay. Um, but I also want to know who you'd have with you and where you might be. Somewhere sunny, somewhere, a favourite restaurant, um, okay. somewhere you have a memory of. Food-wise, one of the, one of the things, this, I, 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 I mean, cooking and blah, 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 everything yeah. else. But I love McDonald's double cheeseburgers. <gasps> Oh my god, and I don't care who knows it because you know everyone all blah, 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 you know and all negative about everything. But I think I don't think McDonald's are that bad, and I think that you know I keep saying I've got a bit of my show, but I have got a little bit of my show about going to yeah, drive throughs yeah, yeah. and about you know middle class parents all doing it and saying yeah. you know looking around make sure there's yeah. no other mothers from school. I overheard on the my uh, I've got a personal trainer, what a prick! But I got a voiceover. <laughs> she? She's <laughs> really mad. Um, but I, I I got paid for a voiceover, and so I was like, I've always wanted to try it. Just do it. And um, on the way out of a session where I had nearly puked, um, I spent a a while in the changing rooms and then on my way out, obviously not realising it was me, she was walking a few metres behind me and I overheard her on the phone to whoever's looking after her three-year-old saying, yeah, just get him a happy meal like that. Oh, I made my day! Well, I think the thing is, it's everything in moderation, isn't it? You know what I mean? um... I haven't had one for a long time, but the thing that... I would bre- I will one day breach my meatlessness for it's we get, a double we, sausage and egg I was going to say is it the McDonald's breakfast because the McDonald's breakfast is so yeah the, oh. well the bacon or the sausage the sausage the sausage, sausage is so salty and umami salty isn't it? Yeah. And it's, it's just great lots of herbs but make what yeah. is oh, it no, it works, what is, it works. <laughs> sorry so I, that was a massive so in fact well in fact no I wouldn't have right here's what I'd have um, <laughs> I we with my kids we often will make for breakfast 
what we call a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah! And, and it is basically making a sausage and egg muffin. And nice. so we buy, you know, some decent sausages, split the skins, mm-hmm. flatten them, fry those off, uh, uh, you know, fried egg in a ring, uh, toast the muffin, put it in there, processed cheese, processed cheese. It's processed great. Cheese. Salad cream as well. But anyway, not in there, but as another mm. thing that I like. And then wrap <laughs> it in, in paper and we'll have that with some fresh orange juice and a cup of coffee. And it's like, that's... And so we call that a McDonald's. Perfect. Uh, so I'd have. So I wouldn't have a double cheeseburger. I would have a homemade McDonald's. A homemade like McDonald's. I always thought at festivals like Glastonbury, mm. a a tent that basically did really healthy vegetarian versions of McDonald's. everything that McDonald's does, <gasps> and called it McDonald's. Do it, George. And had it with, well, I'd probably get dragged through the courts, wouldn't I? Yeah. But, <laughs> but I thought with exactly the same sign. Yeah. But done in green and brown instead of yellow and yes. and red. So a green M on a brown square, McDonald's. Um, but yeah, and then double cheeseburger and everything, but just all veggie versions. Super. Be great, wouldn't it? What and imagine the queues. Idea. Imagine the queues. Everybody going. <gasps> I mean, to be honest, if they had a McDonald's tent at Glastonbury, they'd probably be bigger than this, wouldn't it? Yes, this is great. Oh my god! Um, So you're having McDonald's? I assume with your kids, if that's something you make with your kids. Yeah, I would. I think I'd I'd eat with my 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 kids because they're all really into food, and we just yeah yeah. So that'd be nice. You have super creative kids. And I guess my wife could come along too. thanks to George Egg. What a hero. He's on tour right through the year. Check out anarchistcook.info for the dates and be quick because it sells out. You can see all of his brilliant creations on Instagram too, at George Egg. I came away from today totally boggled and inspired. What an absolute masterclass in joyful creativity when it comes to food. Please, please look up George's work and see his live shows. I'm Jessica Fosterkew and I'm on tour as well. I've only got one tour date left at the Breadshed in Manchester on Thursday the 10th of May. Details are on my Twitter, at Jessica Fosterkew. But in small news, fingers crossed I'm adding more dates. Digits entwined. I'll have more on that soon. Toot about this podcast on all social media. We are at the Hoovering Pod. And if you've a few bob, you could fling the way of the podcast in exchange for outtakes and input and all sorts of odd bobbins to do with the podcast, then please do see our Patreon page. Anything longer than a tweet you want to say, do email me through my website, jessicafosterq.com. This episode was produced by the brilliant Emma Corsham. Music by the wonderful Mike Greenway. Until next time, happy hoovering. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.